Hello and welcome to the Layers Podcast. I'm your host, Tayo, and I'm so happy to have you join us today. The heart behind the Layers Network and podcast is to see people grow. So each conversation we have is designed to have something in there just for you. And I hope that that very thing that you take away equips and empowers you to broaden your thinking, your network, and your personal influence. So whether you're at home, in the car, or on your daily commute, relax and enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome back everyone. Today in the guest seat, I have Toyosi. Toyosi is a self-love coach. She inspires women to love themselves, live their best life, be confident. And she's also a Phonak ambassador and the founder and co-founder of Amigo Charity and Kita, am I pronouncing that right? Kita. Kita Lagos, which is a fashion women's wear brand. So welcome Toyosi. Hi, I'm excited to be on here with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on here. So tell us a bit about yourself. Um, so <laughs> I'm a self-love coach, um, inspirational advocate who focuses on inspiring young women and girls to be the best versions of themselves, to be more self-aware and to be resilient. Um, and the reason why I want to do that is because I felt growing up, I felt like I didn't really have anyone to speak to. I didn't have Mm. anyone to look up to. And so for that reason, I want to give women what they didn't have because the future is female and we truly have a lot to offer. Um, Alongside that, I work as a Fonak ambassador. Um, I create content for children or young people or people in general with hearing loss um, and provide tips um and then alongside that (laughs) I have my own charity which is sort of like going through the whole rebrand process at the moment um and we just focus on making the lives of people specifically Nigerians better and just improving the standard of living in the world and then alongside that as well (laughs) lastly (laughs) I am the co-founder of um, a fashion brand called Keita Lagos, which focuses on bringing Africa to the fore. Yes. Yes. I feel like I should insert like clapping cheers. You have a lot on your plate. Everything <laughs> sounding more, everything after the other sounding more and more amazing. Yeah. Thank That's you. That's so exciting. How did you get into, actually, let's start off with the clothing. How did you get into that? And why uh, Africa to the world? <laughs> Okay, so I, at first when we started off, you know, a lot of people say that like, you won't be able to find your brand identity until like you actually start the business and mm-hmm. get to know your strengths, you get to know what you truly want to yeah. offer, you get to know your audience, you build your audience. And so from that, I was able, we were able, because I um, co-founded it with my sisters, nice. and we were able to come together and be like, okay, there's a lack of diversity in the world in general when it comes mm. to Africa. And so for that reason, we want to give people in Nigeria that quality, you know, service, quality clothing yeah. to just make women feel beautiful in general. Mm. And um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people go 
elsewhere to source for fabrics, mm, tailors, yeah. but we do everything in Lagos. All the fabric, fantastic, manufacturing, the machines, everything is in Lagos. So it's all about just giving people that quality. You know, one time someone asked me, they said, oh, um, in the Instagram comments, they said, oh my God, like, are these clothes made in Lagos? Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of reaction we want. Yeah. Because when people see clothes that are made in Lagos, they're like, mm, it's either that it's so expensive or it's either that it's just bad quality. Yeah. But I want to give people that good quality and still, and for them to still be able to afford it. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Because I was going to say, I think there is this um, idea growing up in Nigeria that anything that is imported is better. Yeah. And anything that is Nigerian made is just inferior. So I really like that you're part of that changing narrative. How did you, were you, did you grow up thinking that too? Because I feel like when I was growing up, it was very much the same as if the clothes were from London or America, it was like just better than anything you could find back at home. Yeah. I did grow up thinking that, (laughs) Um, but I think what helped me shift my perspective was (coughs) COVID-19. So I go to uni in England, but I had to come back in March. And so, you know, I came back, like my parents told me I was coming back on Friday, on Saturday night. Yeah. On Saturday morning, I was leaving my uni I had to leave my uni on Friday morning so it was really quick you know I didn't have time to shop I didn't have time to get things Mm -hmm. and so what happened was that what happens usually is that when I go back to Lagos I buy a bulk of clothes and then you know I keep it in my suitcase I'm like oh yeah I'm sorted but this time (laughs) it was different (laughs) and so when I got back I was like okay what do I do with my life (laughs) thing and then even though I had clothes in Lagos, I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Why is this an issue like in 2020? Why can't yeah. like list about 10 Nigerian fashion brands at the mm. top of our without like, you know, listing the usual, you know, the usual people that appear at Lagos Fashion Week. I'm like, yeah. we need to switch it up. I feel like everybody has so much potential to offer the world, but Absolutely. a lot of people are just hiding in their shells and so it was all just about believing in my potential, you know, even if I didn't Amen. go to fashion school or I still know what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I still, I, I feel like experience comes through learning or like learning comes through experience. Rather yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Fantastic. So you said that you work with your sisters. Yeah. How tips because I actually I feel like I work sometimes like with my mom I help out with her business but I don't know how families actually work together like in the high pressure arena and everything um so I think that cater doing cater with my sisters has helped our relationship so before lockdown we were fighting or during lockdown at the start of lockdown we were fighting you know just over little things before we started cater yeah Um, and so what we did was that we came together and i'm a christian so i be with them and we will pray together and we're just like we just from that, we were able to grow our relationship and get That's to understand beautiful. each other. Yeah. Uh, get to understand, you know, for instance, I feel like 
for instance, let's say my sister does something to me and mm. then it irritates me and I'm just like, oh my God, like this is really irritating me. <laughs> and then it gets to the, it got to the point where like we were fighting so much that we all had to sit down and say like, look, why mm. is it that this is affecting you so much? Why can't you let it go? So I would sit down and ask myself, why can't you let it go? Because mm. what I think of when it comes to doing business with family is that in the grand scheme of things, those yeah. little things don't matter and they shouldn't yeah. We need to look at the bigger purpose in everything. And so mm-hmm. working on our relationship when let's say my sister is rude to me, you know, let's say she's in a bad mood. I'm just like, okay, she's in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make it fight. You don't need to be like, why are you doing this? Or why are you treating yeah. me this? So it's all about putting aside our differences for the good of the business, but also working on our relationships as well. So it's not just neglecting, neglecting everything. Yeah. yeah. That's great. really good advice. <laughs> I'm going to take some bit of your advice as well, because I felt like during the lockdown, my sister and I were fighting a lot too. There's <laughs> just yeah. something going around. So is your sister younger or older? Um, they're both older. I'm the uh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest too, so I, I completely, I can just picture it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's really great. Okay. So, I was going to ask about Amigo Charity because I really, I, like I went to the page, I was like, I actually find this very interesting. Tell us some more. Yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> so basically I started Amigo, Amigo Charity in 2015 um, and everything was going well. Like it was all going well, but I think I started A-levels and then I wasn't really in a good place mentally at that point in time. So I kind of just left everything. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing any of that again. I'm not doing it. And then this year, like I still had the purpose and I still had the drive and I still wanted to help others. But I was like, please, like God, just just give me this drive again. Like Mm. let me... I've, I feel like a lot of people have creative blocks. Yeah. Moments where you're just like, I don't know what to create. I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, and so when I started working for Fonac and um, I started in May 2019, so that was last year, and everything was going well. And then I decided to work on this project to raise money for children who are deaf or who suffer from hearing loss in mm. Nigeria. I found a school, reached out to them, visited Amazing. them, um, took pictures and, you know, put it out on social media. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is it. This is what they need. ETC, ETC. And from there, I decided, like, this is what I love doing. I love yeah. helping people, um, especially in a country like Nigeria. I feel like we have a lot to offer the world. And the change yeah. starts from younger people. And so... I realized I was like, come, like you were quite young when you started this thing. Cause I mm-hmm. think I was 14. Yeah, I was 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was like, it's just, so it's, it's less about you to yeah. see it's other people. And it's more about what can you do to help other people? How mm-hmm. are you bringing them value in any way? What are you doing? And so it was from that project, working on the um, project for the school for the deaf, Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to get that drive back. So now I'm in the process of rebranding and I don't just want to focus on one project. You know, before it was mostly sickle cell that we focused on. Yeah. And now I'm 
to do a wide range of um, things. things just to help people. Yeah, that's great. I, I feel like my advice is always just start and you'll find your footing as you start. Definitely. You know, there's so many brands that started off doing things that they were not meant to be doing and it just evolved into something else. Yeah. Um, randomly, I think I came across this video and it was, um, you know, the, what are they called? The party strings that you spray and they come out like, uh, um, I don't know what they're called now. They're like party strings. You spray them and they just like fall about this, like confetti type things. And apparently oh, they were actually made. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, they were actually made apparently a spray on cast. So if you broke your leg, you'd spray it on and it will form a cast and it didn't work. People just preferred to use them for parties. And that's eventually what they ended up doing. So sometimes it's just, as you said, starting yeah. and then you find your footing. Okay. I want to move on to, your um being an ambassador for phonak um but as i said in the intro that i um recorded with everything that's going on in nigeria i saw a tweet and the person spoke about he has a brother who's who's deaf and he said that he was once stopped by the police but he didn't hear them calling him and then they slapped him And then he started making noise and then they realized that he couldn't speak. So his brother was saying every time he leaves the house, he's scared. Yeah. And in Nigeria, with our population of over 200 million, I think State Journal's estimates says about 23 to 25% of the population is deaf or hard of hearing. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? It's a very, it's a topic that's really close to home, obviously, Mm. because I'm deaf and growing up, I didn't really have any friends who are deaf or who Mm. went that I did. So that story alone hurts me because I remember when the whole Black Lives Matter thing was going on. And um, obviously when you sign, sometimes it to the policeman, it will look like you're like doing gang signs and that's often associated with like violence and stuff and so they will mm. shoot deaf people in america oh my god this is painful you know already from the color of your skin and then to top it off with a disability mm. like you're almost an outcast in society and with nigeria i'm just i'm hopeful yeah. you know i there's a lot of change that can come but i think it's all about having open conversations mm. and Letting people know that it's not a bad thing to have a disability. Mm-hmm. Letting people know that society needs to be set up in a way that is more accessible to people like myself. Yeah. We can't afford to just keep living in the way that we are. Absolutely. You know, people post videos and they don't caption them. And it's like, even if you don't think that, even if you don't really have a predominantly deaf audience, mm. Still think of that one person. I always say this, yeah. when you have an audience, think of that relationship with that one person on in your audience. Yeah. How are you bringing them value? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. Because I remember when I first started off as an ambassador with Bonac, I'm being honest, I wasn't captioning my videos or mm-hmm. the videos of the story because I didn't think it was necessary. I was like, you know, mm-hmm. um, most people who follow me don't wear hearing aids. But what about the one person? I had to yeah. sit myself and I said, Tracy, you need 
Like, captioning is hard, it's stressful, but their disability, they have no way around it. You know, we are deaf. I think there are other people that don't even have the ability to wear hearing aids. So they just, oh, wow. I have the privilege of being mm-hmm. able to hear well enough to have hearing aids to support mm-hmm. me, but some people don't. Yeah. And so that's where, like, it's people like to demarcate okay you have those who are like deaf deaf and then those who are not really deaf and I'm like Mm. we're all in the same group together you know just because I may not necessarily need subtitles all the time doesn't mean you should now exclude those who really need them because what what are they going to do you know they stumble upon a video and they can't watch it like imagine not wanting to use your phone, not wanting to go out because you're anxious, not wanting to speak in public because you're anxious, because I dealt with it for a long time. Mm -hmm. When speaking in public, I would get so anxious. I'm like, oh, my days. I just feel like, because I have a really high-pitched voice, um, and so that also made me insecure. I was like, oh, my days. I don't think what I'm saying is making any sense. I don't think Mm -hmm. people are taking me seriously. And I was like, Oh, the value is not from the validation I get from those people. It's from mm, the, wow. it's me. Um, so I think Nigeria has a long way to go, but so. I do think that Nigeria is one country that I want to focus on mm. in my career and in my life, in my journey. Yeah. All. It's, it's our home. Yeah, it's our home. And, you know, we have to have these conversations. And even when going out in um, for family events and stuff, you have comments like, oh my God, you're deaf. And then, you know, there's slight How pity rude. or anything. And it's like, why are you making me feel bad about something yeah. I feel bad about? And so that's where all the insecurities, insecurities are usually ideas of what we think other people think of us. But someone that you use actually hurting. Yeah. They, not perfect either but they portray themselves to be so everybody has their own battle mm-hmm. um, and I just think that the policemen and the government in general need to be more accommodating we like to separate deaf people or people yeah. who have special needs or people who have disabilities you know you have autism and then you separate them and then you make them feel alienated from society mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they could have things that hearing people don't yeah People could have things that hearing people don't. Yeah. And and hearing people could have things that deaf people don't. It's just all about blending everybody. I think Mm. society needs to come together as one. All the diversity, it's like um, division, sorry, it's just not needed. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually um, actually want to, because you said you didn't have a lot of deaf friends growing up. I want to quickly talk about that and then I want to ask you about inclusivity and how I well I actually think that in the discussion of diversity and inclusivity that deaf people blind people autistic people as you said are often left out of the conversation there's a certain um, aesthetic vision if one can say of what inclusivity and diversity means and what actually it should mean so let's talk about growing up so have you were you born deaf um i actually don't know i don't think i was i don't know honestly i don't know how i lost my hearing they just found out that you know i wasn't responding as a normal child would 
age of four, and that's when I had tests. Um, and then they found out that I had hearing loss, but we still don't know till now whether it was from birth or whether it was from the age between one to three. One to three. Okay. How did you, I don't know if you've spoken to your parents about how they manage that, because it's obviously, it's not something that they would have been thinking about unless they had someone in their family as well. Yeah. Um, so basically I had this one friend, um, and I, I need to take my hearing aid batteries out with me all the time. Mm-hmm. But for some strange reason, it's always when I'm out, like for an important function that my hearing aids will die. And so <laughs> let's say that day I didn't carry my hearing aid batteries or I mistakenly left it at home. I will have this one friend who like carries my hearing aid batteries with her. So she has oh, to that's sweet. Her. Yeah, it's so sweet. <laughs> she has a spare pack with her. So I would say that's one way my friends accommodate me. And then the second way is um, through asking questions. You know, mm-hmm. people feel like they shouldn't ask questions. Like they just, I feel like it just stems from the negative connotation that's mm-hmm. attached to hearing loss. So it's like, oh, if I ask this question, maybe you should be sad. But it's like, I'm... <laughs> Like I'm 19 now, I'm not worrying about whether like my hearing loss is a bad thing or not. I love it. It's the way I am. It's who I am. There's nothing I can change about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm embracing it. Um, the third way is I would say when I'm in public at um, functions or at parties, mm-hmm. I'm on here or I'm having a conversation in a group, you know, my friend will whisper to me, like, this is what was said. Let's say I'm sorry. Oh, I see. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when growing up, it was really hard. I was bullied. I would hide in the bathroom every, like, lunch break and break and just not want to come out. It happened mm. for, like, quite a period of time, like a few months, but it still yeah. had a it had it took a huge toll on me and it had an effect on me, yeah. but it made me stronger. But what I realized was that like um because of that, I often like think, oh yeah, you have to go to through bullying to get stronger and through mm. to get through like to own it. But I was like, no, this no, is not it's just wrong. I grew up in a country like Nigeria, but it's not normal. It's not yeah. normal to treat you like this. And so I had to sit with myself and said, yes, they treated me like this. And yes, they made me feel bad about my hearing loss, but does it really matter now? No. How can I learn from it? What can I take from it? Um, And, you know, when speaking to my friends about it, they would say, oh, you know, we understand we are here. And so even though I may feel like you don't necessarily understand, you will never understand until you're in this situation. Just letting me know that you're here, just letting me know that, you're here to listen and you're here to fight for me regardless of anything else is enough for me. Yeah. I love that. I'm such a um, big believer in, in me, myself and I as a myth, everybody in the world needs someone like we're, we're made for community. We need people like everybody needs the support. I wanted to speak about even, you know, going through that bullying um one of the things i also believe is that you know people can do things and it's wrong but now it's our responsibility to make sure that we're getting up we're picking ourselves back up and we're trying to be as strong as as we can be i wanted to ask about 
you you know you said you were crying in the bathroom that is actually really sad <laughs> because kids are so mean as well that it's like and i think also in nigeria there's a stigma of being deaf and even the way that we throw about phrases are you deaf it's kind of yeah. like it's just it's always a negative connotation mm-hmm. did you find that there was a difference when you moved here uh, versus back at home Definitely. <laughs> there were so many things when becoming a Phonak ambassador mm-hmm. here that I realized, you this is not normal or you like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be separated from society to yeah. find yourself. You can find yourself in society. You don't mm-hmm. have to felt like, you don't have to feel like you're alone and you don't have to feel like you're just like this strange human being because you have hearing loss. When I moved here, people were much more accommodating. They were educated. Mm. You know, I would go to shops and I would have the hearing aids on and I would make sure I tie my hair up before I get to the till so that Mm. my hearing aids would be visible and they Mm -hmm. would see. Um, And so when sales attendants would see, they would speak up louder or more clearly in order for me to understand what is being said Mm -hmm. and even in terms of school like the support was readily available they would suggest this or they would say I think you should come and meet me and we'll sit down one-on-one but in Nigeria you had to do everything on your own and Mm -hmm. yes they they would offer student support but it was never it wasn't really helpful So I went from having to fend for myself and having to learn and teach myself um, to relying on someone else in A-levels and in uni. And that has been a really drastic change because mm-hmm. I'm so used to not having student support. Um, and I didn't have it in A-levels either, but I had to get it in uni because uni, you're in a school with more people. Yeah, it's not, tailored. it's not tailored to you as well. Exactly. So I had to just, you know, reach out to them. And obviously with COVID and everything, classes are online. So what they do is that they get a note taker to take notes for me um, and send me notes right after. And it's tough, but I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. You're very resilient, it seems. Thank you. <laughs> You're very resilient. I love that. So speak, to, uh, tell us about how you became a Phonak ambassador. And actually what Phonak is for people who aren't, who don't know, who are just like tuning in. Um, pardon, what did you say? Um, Phonak, how did you become a Phonak ambassador? And for those listening in, what is Phonak? What okay. do they do? Phonak is an international hearing aid brand. Um, They provide different hearing technologies. So sometimes they have like the Bluetooth hearing aids and then sometimes they will have the hearing aid batteries. They just have a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what they're trying to do now is focus on the social media aspect as well. Okay. So I work in that division. I create content for them. So we're called Phonak Hero Ambassadors. So we create content for people with hearing loss by just sharing our stories. So um, I was able to, how did I get start working with Phonak? So this is actually a funny story. In 2018, I think in May, or like June, I posted this picture and I'm, I've always loved taking pictures. So like, I've always been like, oh, I want to like 
take pictures <laughs> of the influencer. That was just yeah. when I was younger. <laughs> um, and so I would take pictures and I was like, oh, let me just tag Phonak. Um, and so I tagged them and they saw it and they liked it and they commented on it. And um, the next thing you know, they sent me a DM and they're like, oh, we love this picture, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you sign, you um, send in an application form to apply for the job to become an ambassador? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I sent it. That was the next year. Yeah, we saw the picture a lot in 2018, and then in January 2019, um, I posted a letter to my hearing loss. So that was just me finally coming out to social media and being like, "Yes, a few people in my circle know that I wear hearing loss, but majority of people don't know, and I've never actually come on here to speak mm. about." So I wrote a letter to my hearing loss and I posted it and that went viral and everyone was speaking about it and Bonac saw it as well, sent in my application and then in May the contract was signed and everything was set and ready to go. Fantastic. So yeah, that's how I got it and I was able to meet other Bonac ambassadors and like work with them. So we just basically create content. Um, in January, I met up with my fellow um, ambassador his, his name is Luke, Luke yeah Chris. I follow Luke actually <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, and then we just basically came together and spoke about our hearing loss journeys mm-hmm. so I really 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 love it like I don't think I would work for any other band so yeah, yeah. amazing awesome I, I, like I say I actually follow Luke and um, he I think it was it's like what you're what you were saying about, but what about the one when it comes to um, captions in your in your videos? I actually wrote that down because I was like, I don't have captions in my videos as well. But it's not something, as you said, that people are thinking of, which is actually really terrible. But I remember he posted something a few months ago and he was just like, I think when the government in the UK said it's going to be mandatory to wear face masks, he was like, but how are people who are deaf going to lip read? And I was like, that is a very good question and then that's when I actually like was like no actually we need to figure this out and that's when I was like we need to start doing our research because I've always um I've always thought about sign language which which we can talk about um a bit later and how I think it should be part of the school curriculum because there is if there are 11 million people in the UK who are deaf or hard of hearing there's really no reason why we shouldn't be able to communicate with one another you know so I was going to ask about pandemic tips how can people be more patient especially when they're wearing face masks and they can't lip read and their voice is already muffled to some degree honestly I'm struggling like this is vulnerable and just saying it I am struggling I have spent Mm. the past few months at home in Nigeria so this is very I'm having a hard time getting used to it. So mm. what I do is that when I go out, I make sure I start of the conversation. I'm like, I'm deaf. I wear hearing aids and I show them and I'm like, so I need you to speak louder and clearly. And they're okay. like, okay, fair enough. And they speak. So I think that really works for me. And that's the only tip that I have for now. Mm-hmm. If you're going to university, I would say reach out to student support. Don't be afraid to do so. And get them to hire a note taker or get them to invest in captions. 
Um, and then in terms of face masks, some people say that, um, you know, we should start wearing clear face masks. And it's true, mm. honestly, but I don't know. You know, everyone's wearing, I feel like we're so like mm. neglected in society. So it's just more like I have to find a way to just work with what society does, which is really sad. But I think that's why we're fighting for change and yeah. things and having these conversations because, yeah, it's tough. But it's, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable. Um, I think it's, it's, you're absolutely correct i would really love even with my platform to to really start thinking of ways to include because i think i think it was during black lives matter where i don't know brands and things are coming out and you're like but black people cannot be an afterthought for you yeah i think it's the same where people in our society who are deaf or hard of hearing can't be an afterthought yeah can't be an afterthought any more so on that note, I was going to say where earlier on we spoke about how people avoid asking questions because they don't want to say the wrong thing or they, don't, they think that they're going to make a person feel sad. How important is it for non-deaf people to get on board as well? Um, it's very important because non-deaf parent people make up like more than half of the world's population. Yeah. Um, so it's very important because you're recognizing that, okay, look, I this doesn't directly affect me, but it directly affects someone in the mm-hmm. world, and that alone is an issue. Um, with all the, like, SARS protests and stuff, you have people saying, oh, but, like, I live here, so it doesn't really affect me. And I'm like, just because it's not happening to you right now does not mean that... Yeah like the person is happening to is any like less privileged or any less valid. Mm. We are all human beings and we matter, we matter simply because we exist. Um, So we have to like, it starts from hearing people. It honestly does because I feel like, it's all about being considerate when you Mm. see other people, like when one hearing person comes out and starts captioning their videos, regardless of the fact that they don't know whether they have a deaf audience or not, Mm. just being considerate enough will make like, let's say randomly on a day, like a deaf person will stumble upon your page and see your videos and like, Oh wow. Like she captioned Mm -hmm. videos and she's not a deaf person. That's being considerate because it doesn't directly affect you, but you're choosing and you're making the decision to help others. And I I collaborated with a brand, you know, I think for Deaf Awareness Month in September, and I recorded a video. And in the video, I talk about how people should caption their videos. And when Mm -hmm. they sent me, it was not captioned. And I'm like, I'm not posting this because... In the video, I talk about captioning the yeah, video. Yeah, you sent me a video without a caption. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like people, people. It slips people's minds, but for sometimes I just feel like other times people are just being ignorant and lazy. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's actually. I I was going to ask. So it's some people listening in might be like oh my god I feel so bad how do people 
how do you encourage people to be like, don't approach this from a place of pity, but from a place of like, I actually want to change things. Like there's no need for pity and sadness or do you think that there's no need for pity and sadness, but there's still a lot of room for empathy? Yeah, um, definitely. I think don't be upset and don't feel like I'm like calling anyone out. I'm not calling anyone out. I oh. feel like even if you were <laughs> <laughs> saying this will make people like it will make people uncomfortable because you're like, oh wow, like I make videos and I don't caption them, mm. um, even though it doesn't affect me. Like I affect someone, and that alone matters. So just learn from it. I learn every day. You know, I was a phone like ambassador, but I wasn't cap- captioning my videos. Yeah. So that was me before, but I realized this is an issue. Learn from it and try and figure out what you can do to make the world a better place for deaf people and just for people in general. It doesn't have to directly affect you for you to show interest or for you to invest your time mm-hmm. and your energy in it. Do that simply because you care. And even if you don't necessarily care first, like just research, find out mm-hmm. what is that makes us upset like this why like when listening to this alone will help you see it from a perspective of someone who is deaf and what i go through Mm -hmm. and that alone is helpful i feel like the world in general we need to look at things from different perspectives and not just ours yeah absolutely um there was a post um last night i saw where it said um speaking on what you said about you know people feeling like you're coming for them i feel like even if you were like it's okay to be like okay i messed up or i haven't thought about this let me do better it's like even now i just admitted to you i actually don't caption my videos so i think it's one of those things i saw a post last night where i said many of us are haunted by the should haves as human beings we're going to make mistakes it's normal hindsight is always 2020 and judging ourselves for not knowing or doing better has a higher chance of leading to resentment than growth so -hmm. you can feel remorseful or frustration but allow it to teach you and guide you for your future actions i think i think that's that's perfect (laughs) Thank you so much for the conversation. I feel like there's so many people that are going to learn so much from it. I, this is a thing again of like otherism. I literally didn't know that they were shooting deaf black people in America. Mm-hmm. That is just, I feel like the world this year has just been so heavy, like from Black Lives Matter to COVID to isolation to everything. But I think in everything, we have to just have faith and be hopeful mm. about the future. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, I always say this, and I'm not a pessimist, but I think that bad things have to happen in order for good things to come into fruition. Like, that's mm. just my mentality. I always think that, okay, I need to go through this in order to learn from it and then grow as a person. And so I'm not saying that obviously like COVID happened because like, but I do think that everything that's happening in the world this year Mm. is as a result of just helping us see things from different perspectives. I don't think Nigeria have ever put protested like they are doing now and Mm. just being like enough is enough. And I think lockdown also helped us to sit with ourselves and realize there is a lot of injustice going around us. There's a lot Honestly. of division. There's a lot of 
lack of empathy society like enough is enough we're fighting and we're taking back what's ours so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely before we end our podcast i remember that i actually completely forgot but i just remember now when you said inclusivity um what i mentioned before about like so now a brand could be like we're inclusive and wide, we're diverse and it would be a black person a white person an asian person a lady in a hijab maybe a girl with freckles a girl that is um plus size i say plus size in quotations because i don't actually understand that term <laughs> i don't understand why that's a term that's used um and then I remember Maltese has actually had an advert ages ago, but I don't know if it's still airing. And it was like a silent advert and it was featuring two women who were deaf and they were doing, they were communicating through sign language. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's just a perfect advert. But people yeah. won't say that that's part of inclusivity. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like the advert. Yeah, ads, campaigns, or just in general, do you do you think about that when you see like in diversity campaigns? I don't think they really involve deaf people. <laughs> I don't think they do. I know there's apparently this movie that came out that was like Deaf You or something on Netflix, but like oh yeah, I saw that. Angry, um, and I so I haven't bothered watching it, but yeah. in general. Even, especially for people of color, they don't include deaf black people. It's like a no no. It's always the same white people, same white girl, same white boy. Like, we are tired. Okay, if you say diversity, like, actually be diverse. Don't just f- put one black person there and be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Or yeah. don't just put captions there and be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Shed light on these things, you know. Vans want our money, but they don't actually want to put in the work that comes with gaining their trust. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, so it's like putting the work, hire more deaf people, hire more deaf black people. It's important to do so because we have a lot to offer the world. We're really like, I'm just, I really, really just want to look back at this particular podcast episode years from now and be like, yes, yes, it changed. And yes, these things are actually coming into fruition because mm-hmm. I know they will. I know they will. They may take yeah. time, but they will. I love that. It's that resilience again. <laughs> you said that you, you're like, I don't know if I'm a pessimist, but I'm like, you're very optimistic. Like you literally yeah. spend your days like encouraging women. Like I'm always seeing people asking, so what did you, what uh, foundation did you use? What did you, how do you, <laughs> and how do you um, deal with this situation? And you're always answering like all the questions. Thank you. Think- from beauty to fashion to everything. Yeah. That's like one thing I really love. Like I love dressing up. I love looking pretty. I love, (laughs) I think that that thing about brands, like hiring people and being like, oh, like for instance, like Fenty Beauty can decide to do a campaign. Like, Mm. oh, this time we're focusing on Deaf Awareness Month, XYZ, 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 hiring this, doing this, you know, things like that will change the world because you will find that there are so many people that are looking for someone to look up to. Yeah. And I promise you, you know, I have people who like women, young girls who are deaf, they will send me DMs say like, oh my God, which years or like, oh my God, how do you get over this insecurity? Oh my God, how do you speak about your hearing loss? And I'm like, I want to show people the beauty in 
being stylish, doing your makeup, yeah. going to parties, living your life, living your best life. That's yeah. the word. And still having this disability, it should yeah. not hold you back in any way. And what Absolutely. I think that a lot of people, like influencers do is that they're like, oh, you know, ask me this, ask me this. And then when the person asks, like, you don't reply. Yes. I want to focus on building relationships with my audience. And Absolutely. sometimes it may take time for me to reply or like, if someone just sends hi, I usually don't reply because I'm just like, hi, but like, come with like a question or come with something at least or hi how are you rather than just saying <laughs> hi um, that's just the way I am I feel like my brain just is like if you want to message me like, this is like I'm here for something kind of thing yeah. um, but in terms of like replying in general I think it's honestly really important to do so and just build relationships with your audience that's one tip I would give anyone who's listening to this um, don't think of it as, oh, I have 5,000 followers on Instagram and like I need to like do things for all of them. Yes, yeah. you do, but when you think of your audience, don't think of it as thousands of people. Think of it as that one person. Build a direct relationship with someone in your head and be like, mm. oh, this is going to help that one person. This is going to move that one person. And you'll find that that one person is sharing it with another person who is sharing it with another person. Yeah. But always just start from that one person because it's not about numbers. It's all about quality over quantity. Yes, preach. I should insert all the... I literally still don't know how to do this insertion of audio clips, but I'm going to learn to insert it here and just be like, yes, preach. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, one thing they said that I actually love is it doesn't it doesn't matter about the disability like live your life like live your life a society needs to catch up because for me I don't think disability is a disqualifier for anything yeah I don't think it's a disqualifier for anything and I love what you said about responding to every comment there's this um lady on Instagram her name is Phoebe Park she does these like great like instagram tips on how to build your brand online and that's the one advice she was like you need to respond to your comments you need to respond to your dms and build relationship yeah because how are people going to trust you in order to let's say if you start a business years from now for them to invest in it it's the same people you go to but you don't get their dms um it's not just about brand deals and I, I've gotten, like, honestly, I love brand deals. And, you know, as brand deals come, that will make me feel blessed. But I'm also think of, thinking of it from an eye point of view. Like, okay, what do I have to offer to this audience except for fashion and beauty and lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when Keta came. That's when Amigo Charity came. And that's when coaching came. Mm-hmm. So you have those three things on their own. And then everything else is like an addition to it. That's how I look at it. Nice. Um, I feel like I've really enjoyed our conversation. And one of the things I was thinking about um, was with everything that you're doing, like I, there's so many people I meet that are like, but how do I know my purpose? How do I know my purpose? And mm-hmm. I think everybody's purpose is and should be helping people and figuring out what makes your heart beat and what makes you tick go for it because it's like you I love how you we've been you've really been focusing about on the one there's always going to be that one that needs 
this. There's going to be that one that needs something. Mm -hmm. I really love that. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thank Thank you you so much for coming on. How exciting. I can't wait for this podcast to come out. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, Yeah, I really like this. And what you said about um, purpose being about like helping people and stuff. I funnily enough, like the coaching session I did today was about like how purpose is like multifaceted. It's not mm. just one thing. So yes, you can be a lawyer and you can have a nine to five, and yes, you can own a business. But let's say you have a really like good personality trait that's focused on like understanding things from different perspectives. How can you apply that to the world? How are you bringing value to the world? Are you yeah. just existing like? What are you doing? What are you doing? And there's nothing that is too small. Definitely. So before we sign off, you mentioned that you are a Christian and you also mentioned that you were 19. I didn't even know that you were 19. I thought you were like, I thought you were 21. I don't know why I, where I got that figure from. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what it reminds me of? There's um, a Bible verse that I found um, a while ago that I love. I think just being a last born in Nigeria, you, you and I, you, you know. So um, it's First Timothy 4.12 where it says, don't let anybody treat you as if you're unimportant because you're young. Instead, be an example to believers with your words, your action, your faith, and your purity. I love that. I feel like that is you. I feel like when I, I'm like, that is literally you. This verse is you. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, I love that verse because I feel like over lockdown, mm. I really built my faith and that was when like I was able to be like oh I want to start coaching oh Keta came about oh I want to go charity because I feel like I was just there on Instagram like taking pictures but what are those pictures doing like okay fair enough like people want to buy the clothes and makeup but in the long run like how are you sustaining that thing um and so what you said about age is so like it hits me because Mm. I saw when I was four I feel like I'm ranting no you're not (laughs) I started school when I was four and everyone else was five in my year so I've always been a year younger than every like my friends and my age mates and stuff and in general like I think I've just had to mature faster I feel like I'm still in second year of uni but I have like so many things to balance but if anyone is like worrying about oh how am I going to balance this to school like like um Taya said just start just do it and just be the best version of yourself I promise you you will achieve your goals don't think about your age that's one thing God is always telling me do not think about your age in the grand mm. scheme of things like your age does not matter like no it doesn't all about you know yeah it doesn't thank you no problem